You know, uh, one of the things we've, we've talked about the the virginal conception. We've talked about the incarnation. We've talked about this. Uh, what Paul himself will call the mystery of of godliness that the, yes. that we have Jesus who is fully divine, fully human, and we don't need to discount or diminish the mysterious element to this. Uh, we need to recognize what we're talking about is without analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm mindful of what God says in Isaiah 40. To whom will you liken me? With what shall I be compared? Mm-hmm. And the danger of finding such analogies is to want to somehow uh, downplay the yes. uniqueness of who God is mm-hmm. and to turn God into something that God is not. And there's a biblical term for that. It's called idolatry. Yes. So we, we're sometimes, I think, hesitant to affirm these central truths of the Christian faith because uh, in a world that operates within an imminent frame, bound mm-hmm. only by what we can control and manipulate and so forth, yes. then we we want to explain God simply in such terms that we think would be palatable, accessible to anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there's this uh, kind of problem. I, I think uh, uh, this little dialogue in Alice in Wonderland where the queen uh, says to Alice that she just needs to believe something. And Alice says, well, I can't believe that. She says, why not? She says, well, it just doesn't make any sense. And the queen says, well, uh, you know, when I was your age, I would believe six impossible things before breakfast. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah. and is this, do we simply say, well, this is something we're, we're we don't know the significance of this, but we're just supposed to believe it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's what we need to do either. I think we need to do our best to see the significance of this. Yes. And at the core of all this is this remarkable insistence that the eternal God of all creation mm-hmm. is willing to undergo this drastic self-limitation, including and up to, as Paul says, even death on the cross. He humbled himself and was obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Hmm. This is the the true wonder of of Christmas, Mm -hmm. that the miracle of Christmas is God's willingness to immerse himself in our world to make possible the new creation. But the only way that that happens is when the old comes into conflict with the new and then the new triumphs in resurrection. That's good. So, Dr. Hollywood, why do you think that uh, you have so many churches, denominations now that are just so dismissive? I have never, in my upbringing and my faith and study of the scriptures, I've just never had a problem with God say, working outside the box or right. supernatural or miracles, uh, God's intervention in uh, human affairs. And in fact, I think there's a, I think it's Judges 6.13. Uh, you see that says, if God be with us, yeah. where yeah. be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of? 
So you can kind of see in their mindset that they associated with the presence of God, that if God was manifested with them, if God was there, that something supernatural or something beyond the human experience right, would right. transpire. And getting back to Nicodemus, he uses those same four words. When it comes to Jesus, he said, we know you're a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. And even trace it out to Acts 10, 38, uh, you know, those same four words, God be with him. But a lot of people, they stumble right there. They stumble because yeah. they cannot, um, the virgin, the end. Well, you know, exception. We, um, we could uh, engage at length, couldn't we, on this whole tough. issue of uh, a modern mindset that has uh, the, the term that uh, some sociologists and philosophers use is the disenchantment of the modern world. The world has become disenchanted. Uh, the world used to be one filled with wonder. miracles and wonders and mm -hmm. uh, fairies and spirit beings and mm -hmm. so forth, but we know better than that now. Um, uh, and we, we could explore the occasions for its, this modern disenchantment, and that is an important conversation. Um, why would churches uh, uh, swallow this sentiment, and why would yes. churches kind of adopt this outlook? I, I, you know, I, I think that there's probably going to be a lot of reasons for this, but let me let me just suggest one very pragmatic sort of issue that's before us these days that I think a lot of pastors rightfully feel, but the way we're going about it and the way we're addressing it, I think is just adds to the problem. And, and, and that's this recognition that we live in a time of, of real moral confusion. And that's yeah. a polite way of, of putting it. It's very polite. And um, I think a lot of pastors are wanting to offer very practical, nuts and bolts kind of approaches to, uh, you know, <clears throat> how to make sure your kids turn out all right, how to keep your family together, how to get along with people in the workplace, how to do, you know, the how-tos, the nuts and bolts, and all that's very important. And um, we might be, we move more towards a, a practical sort of outlook that, that I want to suggest borders, if not, enters into a moralism yeah. where we simply want to talk about um, moral matters. And Now, I've been teaching Christian ethics for 33 years, right, right. and I'm all for yes. uh, 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 life being lived in keeping with God's will. Mm -hmm. Our problem is we have, we have become so focused on these pragmatic concerns that we think that we can address them simply by emphasizing moral values and moral truths, mm -hmm. okay? Rather than 
and, and divorcing them from the gospel ultimately. And that to me, this is a fundamental error, yeah, a yeah. serious issue where we want to talk about values and moral truth, moral absolutes. All right. But what we do is when we sever it from who God is and how God is at work, mm. how God is at work to make life possible. Mm. God is not just the lawgiver. God is the life giver. Mm. And boy, if we go back to this whole business of the incarnation, we can go back to John 1, where John himself makes the contrast clear. We got the law through Moses, <laughs> but with the word made flesh, we have grace and truth. God is not just um, the God who issues decrees. Mm. God is the God who gives, has given of himself in the incarnation to make the new creation possible. And I, I think one of the, the attractions <clears throat> that maybe sometimes pastoral leadership uh, follows is this appropriate concern to address the concrete realities of moral challenge in our culture. <laughs> but do we do that best by severing the relationship with the story of the kingdom, with the mm. gospel of God, with the word made flesh. Yeah. Do we simply, uh, do we do ourselves a favor when we want to simply focus on moral matters without the broader context of how God has worked to make all things new uh, before us? And I, I think uh, that happens all too often and that yeah, that is where the church has hurt itself tremendously by simply turning our attention to um, matters that we think that can best then be um, addressed through telling people what to do. Yeah. And if we can get in a position where we can make them do certain things, all the mm -hmm. better, rather than doing what we find the early church doing what we find the Apostle Paul doing, mm -hmm. what we find the followers of Jesus doing, going and making disciples, mm -hmm. empowered by the Holy Spirit yeah. to invite other people into the arena of God's kingdom where life is made new. When we, when we sever that connection, we uh, simply make the problems even deeper in our culture. And I'm, I'm afraid we've done that all too often. So we need to talk about mm -hmm. these fundamental issues of how God has invaded our reality through this mm -hmm. miracle, this <clears throat> wonder, the sign yeah. of the virgin who is with child mm -hmm. and all of what follows from that. Fully God, fully human, addressing a broken world on the cross, triumphing through the resurrection. I think when you, when you leave that out, as you have said, uh, you have a pulpit that is almost a self-help. Oh, oh and okay. I've, yeah, yeah. I've heard so many yeah. businessmen who would say, you know, if if I if I wanted to hear that type of message, you know, they're, they're having a struggle with you know different uh, churches and the messages and the, the messages or lack of messages being brought. You know, I, I would 
go listen to a motivational speaker. You got or, those out there. Or, there are plenty of them. Yeah. I think there's some very popular ones these yeah. days. And they have their own podcasts. That's not what <laughs> yeah, I would. Right. That's not why I am yeah. coming to church. Yeah. And yet, that's what I'm being fed at church is uh, those type of yeah. messages. It, you know, it's a it's a balance that needs it. to be maintained. Uh, the great theologian uh, Karl Barth put it this way: We need uh, to preach with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. Now, uh, people don't read newspapers anymore, so right. it's no. the Bible in one hand and uh, the you know the web on yes. the other. We need right. to be informed. We need to make connections, but we need to make the connections back to what is most fundamental, and that that is how is God at work in the world? Mm -hmm. How is God at work in the world to make possible the life that God intends for us? Yes, yeah. And some of the things that are going on in culture, I know that Paul, when he lists this long list of sins that we might find acceptable now, he said, such were some of you. Sure, right, right, you know, right. And, yeah. and for us not to address those culturally yeah. and, you know, out of the scriptures. Um, it's, and, it's, and, but with it's, that, such were some of you, were some of you uh, 1 Corinthians 6 hmm. uh, is this hopeful word that yes. Paul says, but, you know, God can change people's lives. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's the gospel. That's it. Yes. We yes. got to get back to that. Yes.